Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, put aside whatever is going on in your life, whatever else is your concerns are, just let them Drop by the wayside and just be reminded that God is right there. You don't need to get his attention. He is already aware of all your concerns, all your issues. In fact, he's at the heart of them. He is controlling every aspect of the circumstances in your life. And you are cooperating with him in that. He's not doing it against you. He's doing it for you. His goal is that you would be one in him. This is not about reaching your full potential or reaching another level or honoring him or measuring up to something that you perceive as a a, a godly way of life. We have a personal relationship with God. And he is so big, he's spending all his time thinking about you, about each one of us. That's how big he is. Remember, he created time. He created us. He can stretch it or or shrink it. Time, he can do whatever he wants with time. If If we need more time for him to do something, he just makes it. We have a limit in the natural, not in the supernatural. We have limits in the supernatural, but they're different than what we're used to. And in the spiritual, as a spirit being, we have a totally different set of parameters, and those have been set by God. And He, the limits that we have in the spirit realm are there for learning purposes. In other words, he doesn't show us true nature in our state because we would not be able to perceive it. We, it, we would not be able to stand. Our, our minds would not contain it. Our eyes, what we see, what they would not be able to perceive who and what he is. So for our sakes, he remains hidden. Now, he reveals himself a little bit here, a little bit there, but it's on a personal level. We, we see things going on in the world. We see things going on in our lives, and we wonder why God isn't intervening. Well, really, his, you know, we have this idea that God wants peace on the earth. And really, you know, one of the things that, that Christ said was, the poor you will have with you always. There's problems that God does not intend to solve here on this earth. Because it's the problems that we're here for. He doesn't want to make your life perfect. He doesn't want to make all your problems go away. We need our problems. We need our enemies. We need the speed bumps. 
and those opposing us. We need the devil. We need to have things to overcome. And whatever is going on in your life, you have granted God permission to do it. And part of our process is, and we've talked about this many times before, but the the whole concept, God is either sovereign or he isn't. And he is either a loving God and doing what is best for us, or, or he is no God at all. He does not deserve the, the name of a loving God, the eternal creator. Now, there's, we have problems on this earth. There's, there's suffering. There's death. There's poverty. There's disease. But those are all fleeting. And, and when we step back and we start seeing things God, from God's point of view, that while we're here on this earth, a short time, sometimes I'll wonder, you think about how God shortened man's lifespan here on this earth, that at first it was a thousand years. Then it went down to, you know, the oldest person was Methuselah, 969 years. And then he shrunk it and shrunk it, and now we're down to man's life is three score and ten, which is 70 so if you if you're beyond seventy you're you're past that that golden timeline, but the whole point being that he has shortened how much time on this earth we have to to deal with whatever God's purpose is for us here on this earth, and I do believe something came before and something will come after, but it's not so that we can achieve something or even learn something but so that we can be changed changed to his glory and his likeness we've already been changed to his glory and likeness in our spirit our problem is our soul soul wants to do things its own way and very often the things that rub us the wrong way that are frustrating that we keep coming up against Those are things that will tell us where God is working. He wants us to spend time with him about those things. Not that we will change them, but that he will. And what is it that that we want to come out of our experience here on this earth? What attitude do we want to have? The attitude of gratitude. So that one day when you see, oh, that one person just drives you nuts, and then weeks later, months later, you realize, oh, I don't care about that anymore. You go, God changed me. He's restoring my soul in that area. And the reason we allow reflection and want to have reflection in those times when things are really bugging us about people or about things or about ourselves is because that's when we recognize that God is at work, that God is doing something. And that's why we keep our hands off, let him make the changes, but then when we see the changes, because he's going to bring it to our attention, we say, thank you, God. Thank you for changing me more and more day by day. 
line upon line, precept upon precept, understanding upon understanding. He's changing us. Not from something, not into something we're not, but we're not who we are right now. We are a shadow. We look through a, through a glass darkly. What we are seeing of ourselves and of others and even of God is just a perception, very limited. But God wants us to see clearly. And he wants us to be seen clearly. He wants our soul and our body to be reconnected to our spirit. So we, we, we are returning to a singleness, a oneness within our spirit, soul, and body so that we would be one and one in the one God. So while he's doing his thing, we're learning about how our soul works and about the supernatural realm. And I think one of the reasons he's drawing us to the supernatural realm to learn how our other solical senses work and how they function in the supernatural realm is to prepare us to experience glimpses into the spirit. Because your spiritual senses are different than your solical senses. And your solical senses are different than your natural senses. Now, just understanding and experiencing the difference between those kinds of senses, which only God brings us into. He's the one teaching us and guiding us and giving us the homework and giving us the tests, putting us in those situations. But when we experience that, we start going, okay, I see how this works now. It's like driving, and all of a sudden you're, you're learning how brakes work. You learn in a safe environment where you aren't going to hurt yourself, you're not going to hurt somebody else. It may cause a little property damage, but you're learning. And we learn by experience. You can understand how brakes work all the day long. You can see how other people use the brakes. But until you learn how your brakes work, but then when you start doing it, you go, okay, I get it now. And eventually you're driving around and you don't even notice that you're using the brakes. You can tell the difference between the gas pedal and the brake pedal. You're, You're driving around without even thinking about it the same way God is drawing us into the vehicle of the supernatural realm. We're still, our soul is still not who we are. It's something about us. And we live in a body that is something God gave us. But who we are is our spirit. So We don't get caught up in the natural. We don't get caught up in the supernatural. But we recognize that it is our great joy and great opportunity to value these gifts that God has given us, the gifts of our body and the gift of our soul. 
And part of our soul are these abilities, solical abilities that you have already received. Minister I used to know called them the latent powers of the soul. They're there. They're latent. They're there. They're waiting to be used and activated and called upon. We've been talking about how to activate them. How You know, ask God, which ones do you want me to be focusing on? And if you don't hear something, you know, other things might be more important, but you still want to move forward, go ahead and act on, you know, the word of knowledge and the speaking in t- tongues and, and asking for dreams, and then asking God for information about them, learning how they work. And we're understanding about how these abilities, you know, in, in, the, in the religious circles, in Christian religious circles, there are some abilities that are valued more, much more highly than others. Like miracles and raising the dead and healing are much more valued, valued than, than mercy, than a kind word, than faith than just being able to believe for people, a word of encouragement. And yet they're all abilities that we all have. Now the soul that God gave you has certain strengths and weaknesses. But that doesn't affect that you have still these abilities. They're just housed in a certain framework. Just like in your body, you have hair. Whatever color hair you have, you have, but you have hair. Whether it's all falling out or whatever, but you have hair. You, you have certain color eyes. doesn't matter what, what color they are. You, we, we all have eyes and we know how they work, what they're supposed to do. We have hands, we have feet, all these different characteristics, and yet each one of us is unique. But we all have the same physical traits, physical abilities. They are just unique to each one of us. So we can encourage one another, for instance, the, 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 you know, some call it the prayer language, some call it the, the speaking in tongues, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter. But some activated it and learned how to use it a certain way with somebody praying and laying hands on them and, and all of a sudden it just wells up. Others, myself included, it just came when I was alone and asking for it. It doesn't matter how it came, how that ability is activated and wells up. And that's really a great way to put these abilities is they make themselves real. They, they come to the surface. They bubble to the surface. You ask for them, and they're there. Now, part of that is getting ourselves or allowing ourselves to be in situations where those abilities will be helpful. And this is part of our challenge is we, there's a lot of fearfulness in the Christian church. A lot of Christians are afraid of being out of the mainstream, 
for whatever reason. We all have a tendency to want to be safe and want to be protected and not to stand out. And yet one thing we've talked about before is that if you are going to know God, you are going to stand out. Not because of any God, you know, not that you're, you know, that you're trying to or trying to, that you have a message or anything like that, but automatically because the presence of God makes a place for itself. And the more you focus on knowing him, what did he say? If I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When Jesus was walking around and and telling his stories and sharing who he was and, and God's plan for people, it automatically drew people, good and bad, to him. So this is part of our challenges, is say God really has put on your heart to learn how to perform miracles. That's an ability you have right now. Whoever you are, if you've been reborn, if you've been re-spirited, if you are alive in Christ, if he, if you have accepted that he has paid for all your sin, those that have been, haven't been committed and those that you've inherited and everything in between, that he has given you a new spirit, that you are now alive in him, then you have the ability to perform miracles within you. You have the ability to raise the dead in you. You have the ability to know all things, to to have the knowledge, to have the wisdom, to speak life into situations. Christians should be the first, for instance, police call on to find missing children. Because these abilities are, now, they're in all people. They're in non-Christians. They came with the package when we came onto this earth. We came as a little baby. And that baby had all the fingers and toes and the, the mouth and the nose, all the different, everything that comes with being a human in the body. Also in that soul, all the abilities came with that soul doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not, whether you've been born again or not, whether you're a spirit, a live spirit or a dead spirit. Those abilities are in the soul. This is why some that have not been re-spirited have still found ways of activating those abilities in the soul through other avenues, through the strength of their mind, figuring it out, calling upon it, through witchcraft and demonization and just their own imagination. There's many ways of activating the ability that's latent within each one of us that has, that's disconnected from Christianity. Now, our great advantage is that our soul is being reconnected to our spirit 
So our soul, as it's working to utilize those abilities, we can have confidence that God is directing and teaching and guiding us in those abilities. We are much less likely to run into trouble, to run into confusion or run into misinterpretation of the results of our abilities and the abilities themselves because we have a divine teacher. He's encouraging us how to use these abilities. So we appreciate him and we are we have an expectation that he is stirring up our desire for the ability that he wants us to focus on, whether it's one or two or three. Usually it's not more than three because he wants us to focus on things. Now, some of us, what, what may happen is God may not bring to the forefront what you want to learn about. That's up to him. When we say, God, teach us, we need to let him teach us. But we make ourselves available and let him, and, you know, I'm sure most of us agree that we learn far more by experience than by being taught. It's learning, we learn by doing and making mistakes and falling down and getting back up. So where God's putting us in these situations where we're learning about the gifts, then what do we do? We see these abilities as extensions of who we are, and we start seeing our who we are as extensions of who God is. Our soul becomes an extension of our spirit, which is part of who God is. So we start asking, God, now we're working on getting this ability functioning. Let's say it's miracles. Let's say it's healing. Let's let's just say it's an encouraging word. We start seeing it work. We start seeing that ability start to bubble up and be available. We start going, okay, God, what do I do with this? Don't worry about coming up with something. God will provide the opportunity for you to learn how to use that ability. It may not be exactly what you were expecting. It may not be what you were looking for. It may draw attention to you. It may draw no attention to you. It may get you credit. It may embarrass you. That's not the point. The point is is that all the different circumstances and aspects around God revealing and showing you these abilities and enlivening them and teaching you how to use them, that's what's important. You are growing in your relationship with him and your ability to hear him and to be more and more connected. And your soul is being strengthened, not in its own strength, but in utilizing and drawing upon the eternal life that is already available in your spirit. So part of our training is learning to depend on God, 
for instructions on what to do with these abilities and when. Think about that example when uh, Jesus was walking with his disciples and he was rejected from that from that village. And the guys turned around and said, God, you, you know, Father, uh, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy that village? Now, they knew enough. They knew they were in the learning phase. So they went to their guide. They went to their teacher. Said, do you, should we do this? And, and Jesus just said, you don't even know what you're talking about. Teaching them, that's, you know, that's so much of what he did was teach. By example, this is, you know, he said, I think it was to Peter, I've been so long with you and you don't recognize me. When he had said, show us the Father. Well, he wants to show us not only the Father, but also who we are in him. Remember, we weren't in him before the resurrection and, the, and the, the crucifixion and the resurrection. So these, all of his disciples were doing these things. And remember, he sent, out, sent them out two by two. And then after the resurrection and the, the pouring out, he sent them out. He sent out those that he had called and trained and had readied and who had those abilities operating and functioning And they were confident in how those solical abilities worked because those they had been connected to their spirit. They had gone through the training process. Those that he sent were already prepared. Now they were not perfected. I don't know, you know, from what I can tell, nobody on this earth has been perfected except one, except Christ. So don't wait for that. Don't wait to that you know how everything works perfectly. Don't wait till to try things out. Now that doesn't mean you go need, you know need to go beyond your comfort zone. So that will be up to you and God. That will be between the two of you. Odds are he there's going to be a time when he does pull you across that line. But that's between the two of you. Nobody else needs to know about it. Nobody else needs to know any struggles. Now, if there's somebody that you can tell that they can encourage you in it, and I want to encourage you, that risk is part of living. Certainly it's part of knowing God. Because life is prioritization. What's more important to us, knowing God or being safe? And you know, there's, like I've said, you know, so much of a desire for for safety above relationship with God, and we want relationship with God. So He draws us, and we are learning to depend on Him for the instructions on what to do with these abilities, how they work, and you know, it's great. Go ahead and you know, keep that journal. Write down. This is what happened in this situation. This is what happened in this situation. Share them with somebody you trust, somebody that can encourage you, somebody that's walking the same way. Just to give you a quick example, with our, with our healing example, just think about Jesus. He would walk through these villages. 
how many people did he pass that needed to be healed, but he did not heal them. And he passed person after person, old person, young person, child, and he passed them all to get to the one or maybe the two or the ten or the hundred that the father told him, heal this person, restore this body, restore this mind. We are not to be at subjugated to our own emotions or our own desires or our own soul. There's part of this process is the separation between our the satisfaction of ourself and a reunion of ourself with spirit. Again, unity, uniting of our spirit soul and body so he passed so many to heal and to address the specific concerns there's going to be times when that's going to be part of your training where he's going to train you okay and you're going to have to walk past opportunities that are there but that god hasn't pointed you to that this is not your time for this you may come back Part of our experience is being able to use our abilities under God's instruction. Now, then after that comes a time when he might say, you know, I, you do, you know, I trust you to your judgment that I have developed in you to make sound decisions. And we've talked about that before. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again. So hopefully be encouraged and Look for opportunities to expand your own training. So much of this is we've, we've not been this way before. So ask God to, to stir up what's already there, and you stir it up. You put your hand on, on your, some part of your body and just say, okay, I just challenge these abilities to make themselves known, to bubble up, and I will give you the, the place, the opportunity, the time in my life to make yourselves known. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.